Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic today, and it is nearly Christmas. We are in the midst of Hanukkah, and so it's holiday season. And I am supported today by my trusty co-host, the Marv to my Harry, the Harry to my Marv. Haven't even decided yet. I'd say probably the Marv to my Harry. We're talking about the wet slash sticky bandits today. This guy should have started early. The prisoners have already exchanged gifts. We missed the presents? He made us hide out in the store so we could steal all the kitties' charity money. Shut up, Marv! Got the right to remain silent, you know. He's a little cranky. We just broke out of prison a few days ago. Shut up, Marv! Jeez! Get him out of here. All right, let's go. Remember, if this makes the papers, we're no longer the wet bandits. We're the sticky bandits. That's sticky. That's S. Shut it. T. I. Ethan Gelfan, what's happening? I love how they go with a rebrand because that's clearly what they needed. Uh, yeah, but... they broke out of prison. They were the wet bandits. Yep. And then at the end of, of Home Alone 2, Marv Spoiler says, right. let's be the sticky bandits. Put it in the papers. The sticky bandits. The sticky bandits because they're sticky. Uh, it does. I mean, as Harry says, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why'd you do that when he was, you know, sticking in the, the pipes yeah. or the drains of all the, the sinks? Yeah. Because then the cops like, yeah. Now we know each and every house you guys hit because right. uh, you left you a have calling a calling card. card. <laughs> we need a calling card. Uh, pretty, pretty ludicrous. But yes, we are here. It is very close to Christmas. Third tonight will be the third night of Hanukkah. So yes, okay, happy Hanukkah. Okay. What uh, is the third night Hanukkah tradition? What is that? Uh, <laughs> is each night a different thing or no? no. At least not in my family. At least they okay. not. Uh, okay. But I think did we talk about how our holiday or excuse me our hanukkah gift tradition in my family did we that's what i was trying to wonder so anyway if we didn't i'll tell you but if we did i apologize for the redundancy so obviously christmas time all your presents are under the tree you open them all at once correct am i yep. wrong here yeah yeah okay so, <laughs> excuse me so hanukkah you know it's eight nights and so you get eight presents and but what my parents did is maniacal and devious and mean is on the very first night, they would put all eight presents on the table, like stacked up in a certain way and, you know, Jenga style. If you take one out, that'll fall. So but the rule was I could only open one a night and I wasn't allowed to like pick up, shake or try and figure out what they all were. So again, it was just complete crapshoot. And so they're all just staring me in the face and it's the worst because like, I just want to rip them all open and blah. And so growing up in a predominantly Jewish uh, neighborhood, there was a lot of you know, kids who celebrated Hanukkah. So you'd always come in the next day and say, Hey, what did, what'd you get for Hanukkah? What'd you get? And it's always like, Ooh, he got the new Sonic three game or something like that. Yep. I always wanted a Genesis yeah. game and you knew the shape. It was that rectangle. And I was like, Oh, that could be it. But of course my parents were jerks would hide it in bigger boxes or little. It's like, a handkerchief. Aha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, so one night I opened it up and I got an electric toothbrush and I'm thinking, it's a great gift, by the way. Very uh, practical. It very, worked really yeah. well. Well, again, this shows our age. This was probably the height of when electric toothbrushes were just coming out. So it's like, oh my gosh, look at this new technology of a three hundred dollar gift, and you're sitting here. So my mom's it. probably thinking, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And I'm like, oh. so you go into school the next day, like, oh, what'd you get? I got Sonic Three, or I got Mortal Kombat. What'd you get? I want to talk about it. Uh, let's. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. But do you yeah. notice anything different about me? But how clean are my teeth? How clean are these teeth? You don't Whoa. get it. Gums you get it. all in line. Till you know. It's like how we talked about when car phones first came out. They were just in that paper bag and you were never allowed to use it. But you had one. But it was just stored in that <laughs> paper like $10 bag. $10 a minute for those things. <laughs> yep. So um, Okay. Yeah. So your parents were very clearly trying to prepare future Ethan for a successful life. Okay. Yes, they were trying totally. to get you to practice restraint and to withhold the temptation for immediate instant gratification, instant right? Gratification. So they were like teaching you a very good life lesson about saving and about waiting for the best, you know, waiting for the best outcomes. You are, uh, and giving, then also you are giving Amelie and Mark a lot of credit. Way well, they're intelligent credit. people. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is extremely intentional, but then also the, you know, toothbrush, Good hygiene carry you into your adulthood. I mean, that's, I'm just saying, looking back on it, not so bad. Look at the smile. 
Look at these well, pearly and whites. Now, quickly speaking of electric toothbrushes. Let's quit. Speaking of electric toothbrushes, so both of our kids have one, especially now since Addison has braces. The orthodontist actually gave her a brand spanking new one, and it's really nice. So, I'm like, oh, dang. So, you know, we've gotten one for Brady in years past, and it's just, you know, the Colgate little spin brush or whatever. And, but I stepped it up a little bit, got him a nicer one, and it's really good. But then, like, the past couple of nights, he's like, hey, dad, can I use this Mickey Mouse toothbrush that the dentist gave? You know, just one of those crappy ones that the dentist gives you, like, you know, those. Oh, so, yeah. Like, I Dad, can I use this? I'm like, no, you are to use your electric toothbrush. Yeah. Well, he's got to use his electric toothbrush because otherwise, what's the point? So I said, when we travel, you can bring Mickey Mouse and use the manual. Otherwise, electric toothbrush. Dang. Dang. Laying down the law, a five year old, making a five year old not use his Mickey Mouse toothbrush. That is a savage, a savage move. Hey, I, when we travel. That's when you can use it when we travel. So yeah. have it. Okay. All right. Well, I am today. I wanted to just mention this. I am today rocking this Fanacek t-shirt. I got some swag from my man Fanacek. And I uh, wanted to let you know, I'm sure you want one. I know you're jealous. So you can get one. Anyone can get one of these sweet babies. Just email I, the guy. Fanacekpodcast at gmail.com. Fanacekpodcast at gmail.com. They'll send you a swag shirt or a sticker. Okay. Also got a sticker. Boom. It's too big to fit on my laptop, so I just keep it behind me. Right there. Boom. <laughs> I get to me stickers. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a very mobile sticker. You can have it yeah, whenever you mobile. need it. Like, I like it better that way. That way uh, I can take it wherever I want. That is a very sharp shirt. Yeah, it's very, very comfortable, too. There you go. I'm very jealous of said t-shirt, so it is very sharp. So, yes, talking about your fan chick swag, I... I'm rocking some of my own new swag. Uh, you may not recognize this, but do you do you know this logo? Hmm, is that the Rocket City Trash Pandas? Holy crap! You know your minor league Double A baseball from Alabama? Yes, Huntsville. This Let's go. The Rocket City Trash. First of all, one of the greater names in all of minor league baseball, or just in mascot history, the Trash Pandas. Yes, uh, our boy, our our one of our longtime listeners. Dan Skidlapsky got a new gig with the Trash City Pandas, and he was uh, generous <laughs> enough. He was... The Trash City Pandas. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Uh, so, yes, uh, he was generous enough to send me some. And, uh, Kemp, I don't know if you noticed, I am not wearing a Patriots jersey today because they did not, not win. And I switched sports completely because after that play, which we will talk about here shortly, uh, it may be time to move on from New England football season. So, yeah, that was one of the greatest plays in the history of football ever. And they're already <laughs> talking about like it needs a name like the Immaculate Reception or the yeah, Immac- I don't know. Yeah. The Immaculate City Destruction Miracle. <laughs> the yeah. lateral the Immaculate Destruction now. would be good. Um, yeah. It was incredible. So, yeah. Anyway, love your swag. Love my swag. Fanacheckpodcast at gmail.com if you want some of your own. And follow the Trash City Pandas or the Rocket City <laughs> My Trash bad. Pandas. Rocket City Trash Pandas. I just got so excited. Out of Huntsville, Alabama. A uh, friend of the podcast, Dan Skidlapsky. He's been on the pod before. He's, yeah. uh, he's been on here. He helped sponsor a bowl pick last year with the Better Off folks. So, uh, yeah, friend of the podcast. Now we All right. Get so, the, uh, Trash Pandas on here, too. But anyway, Trash Pandas getting some representation. Let's get to around the league some news. I'm getting alerts because I'm following it very closely. It seems like the Colts are going to put Jonathan Taylor on IR. Oh, I thought you were about to say, like, getting updates. It sounds like the Colts are just going to stop playing football. They're just going to give up on this season. (laughs) After after winning it or leading at halftime by 33 points and losing a game, they're like, you know what? We're done. Yeah, that (laughs) was nuts, man. I don't know if you watched that at all. That was freaking wild you could Whoa. feel it like first off i'm shocked that the vikings fans didn't funnel out of the building right and and i'm sure some of them did but that place was rocking True. at the end i mean those people were going crazy i mean if i'm gonna be paying a crap ton of money for an nfl game i'll probably stick it out even if i'm getting murderated i'm like yeah it's fine <laughs> it's true fine. i guess that's true it's in a dome too so you're comfortable in there so whatever but anyway but yeah, that was nuts, man. Yeah, that was nuts. Cold. 
so, Kevin, just want to let you know I'm now live on my phone just because we've getting way too many updates. I just need to be having it access just to be in case I need to run out the door to go. Shifter, yeah. So, just so you know, I'm very mobile right now. Um, just So, just be aware. I'm very so, mobile. It's a little different, uh, but we're good. We're good. But, yeah, Matt Ryan, I feel like I don't know if he should just be like, you know what, guys? It's kind of like the opposite of Costanza, you know, when George Costanza, like, he wants to leave a meeting or leave the room on top, like, after making a good joke. All right. It's been fun. I'm out. So now Matt Ryan's just like, all right. I'm I'm out. I'm done. I can't believe I signed up for this garbage. And here's the thing. Like, I know it's not all on him because clearly there's a defense. There's other numerous players on this team. But it's just like, man, he will always be linked to both of these. And it's quite unfortunate. It actually really has very little to do with him, you know, other than like, you know, if he'd choked, he choked away a few throws or something, but like, he's not calling the plays and he, now he can go back to the huddle or he can go back to the sideline and be like, guys, I've been here before. <laughs> this We're going to lose if we don't put our foot back on the gas or whatever it is he needs to say. But I, I feel like he's got to have some say in that, but clearly he's not either strong enough personality or whatever to put his foot down and, and, you know, make those changes or go against the grain. So, like, either way, woof, man, that was wild. That was just crazy. wild. Well, like, and the only, honestly, the only reason, so I was not watching the game. I was kind of out and about doing things. And the only reason why I was kind of keeping up with this because you have Dalvin Cook, and obviously you're in this playoff run. So, of course, you did your old sad sack. Oh, oh gosh, Jonathan Taylor's out. Dalvin Cook is being terrible in the beginning. So, that, I was just watching, I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah, 33 nothing. They're screwed. Dalvin ain't going to be running it. They're, they're toast. Uh, but then Dalvin ends up having a great game. Jonathan Taylor did not, but still. So that was kind of the only reason why I'm watching it. I'm just like, holy crap. Oh, my God. Wow. So something something else. I was locked into that game because I had both Dalvin and Jonathan Taylor going. And so I was like, that's the one I want to watch today. Yeah. And so by the time I tuned in, because we had errands and lunch and stuff too. Like by the time I tuned in, Jonathan Taylor was already off the field. And I was like, <laughs> where's Jonathan Taylor? Like, He's been is- taken to the – locker room for evaluation i was like no (laughs) and most annoying of all right before this week i was thinking i'm gonna go ahead and get my backups my handcuffs because i like my team i like my matchups just handcuff my roster and let it ride and so i grabbed alexander madison for dalvin cook because he's always hurt he's always he's never made it through a whole season i don't think well guess who has not been injured at all this year dalvin cook and Guess who gets hurt and whose backup I don't have? Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> so I was like, no. Yeah. So we're going to get into a whole discussion about which one of these guys you want to back them up. Um, but I do think there's a couple other games to get to before we hit the injuries as well. Yes. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, <laughs> the Immaculate Destruction, as we talked about, this, this is the craziest play. Like one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. It reminded me of that Stanford band, Cal. Yeah. Stanford Cal. The band game. is on the field. It, uh, it reminded me of that. Well, what's crazy is, so even before that, so the Patriots are up by seven, and then there's that controversial touchdown, which, you know, it's tough. He was out. His foot looked like it's on the line, but if the ruling on the field was that it was a touchdown and that, you know, it's we can't really see, depending on whatever. So you give up the touchdown. They shouldn't have been in that position anyway. You don't blame it on one ref call. It's Anyway, that wasn't what lost in the game. But then, like, this is honestly the worst play I've ever seen in the Bill Belichick era because, you know, they pride themselves on, you know, just doing your job, very disciplined. You know, you just don't see them making dumb mistakes. And, uh, you know, to see – so I understand the play call is just give it a Ramondre. He'll probably get three four yards, go to overtime. Okay. So then you think Ramondre, when he's running, he's like, I've already gained 20 yards. I'm already on the 30. Let's see where this thing goes, baby. So he yeah. pitches it to Jacoby, which I'm sure Jacoby Myers was not expected to be thrown the ball. And right. He's probably thinking, oh, God, what do I do now? We're when- doing the lateral thing. <laughs> Who am I going to throw it to? <laughs> and so, obviously, we know what happens. He runs back eight yards, throws it pop fly who and jacoby myers was a quarterback that's the thing you were a quarterback man and you just throw a 50 50 ball to your quarterback who can jump three inches so <laughs> chandler jones intercepts it i guess is that considered an interception 
and uh, stiff arms Mac Jones to the ground and rumbles into the ground, like buried him. That was, and it was such, but it was not even like a forceful, like a, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna crush this quarterback. He was just like, get step off, off. <laughs> yeah, like just get off of me. <laughs> and Mac Jones just goes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do love after the game, uh, or even if it was the next day, Mac Jones, like. That's on me. I should have made that tackle. <laughs> I should have made that tackle. That's on me. I also think Jacoby Myers is like, Mac was open. I saw him. He was open. I mean, I will I will give Jacoby Myers this. He did not run away after the locker room. Like, after the game, he he stayed in. He got asked all the questions. He did not hide from it. He, he took it. Uh, and, you know, he did, like, I was just trying to make a play. That was completely on me. It was this was not scripted. I, it was me. I was trying to make a play, uh, but to say, I think someone literally asked him, "Did you see someone open, or did you just throw it up?" He's like, "I saw Mac." <laughs> I saw, I saw Mac. Saw well, Mac. and and honestly, even in the replay after I heard what he said, he didn't see Chandler he Jones. Didn't see Chandler Jones. Yeah. Chandler Jones was standing in the Raider logo in the midfield, which is like this big black logo with gray in it and he's wearing a black jersey and gray and like yeah he's a giant human you should be able to see him he's not laying on the field hiding he's not at like, the same time like i don't know it's kind of like it's a sea of black in, in that area and you're like oh that's a 50 yard line whatever oh there's mac i'm just gonna throw it and it, you can only imagine how fast this game happens right in the nfl in particular like it's not we don't have the advantage of you know, sitting up in a in a drone during the right. game like we do, you know, or sitting in a booth and being like, why did you throw that? It's like, you're running. You don't think you're going to get the ball. All of a sudden, you get the ball, and you're like, okay, what am I going to do with it? I'm going I'm to run. It's the end of the game. Right. I yeah, can win, brain, or I can throw it back. You know, your like brain shuts split off. Seconds, you know? You don't think, oh, we can still play this game in overtime. It's like, no, oh, my gosh. And, again, you know, they're looking through the face masks, too, so we see it clear as day. But yeah, their hearts pounding, adrenaline's going. Like, still, suffice to say, yeah. one of the least disciplined plays I've ever seen in a Patriots history, um, and very sad. <laughs> very sad. I just gotta feel Belichick. Like, I'm sure he was angry and all that, but like, he's also just gotta be like, I'm just stunned by this. <laughs> honestly, like, yeah, I'm just like, it's like when your kids do something that you're like, I didn't even think I had to tell you not to do that. But and now, so I can't really be that mad, but I'm also like, what wow. happened? It's almost like, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. You ate a whole yeah. meal of cheese. You pooped I'm in impressed. Your like, you wow. self-destructed so bad. Um, but hey, now it's the classic line on to Cincinnati. So here we, here we, here we go. True. On True. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that was wild. The um, the Cowboys and Jags went to overtime. How about those Jags, man? How about Trevor Lawrence balling out of control? It's huge. I think he's entered in the stardom, man. I mean, I think he's arrived. It's good time. It's too. it's three of the last four weeks. He's been an absolute monster. Yep. Um, and he has put the team on his back in one game single handedly in all three of those weeks. Like, yeah, I think that's that's your turning point. I but, feel like we crowned Justin Fields for doing the same thing in like two weeks. And so I feel like Trevor deserves it as well. Yeah, and what's crazy is uh, with a the Dak Prescott led team, they were thirty and zero when leading by seventeen points. And Trevor says, "Oh no, 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 no." Um, okay, so yeah. here's a question for you that I heard discussion about: Is it fair to call Dak Prescott overrated? I don't see. I don't think so because I feel like there are so many conflicting opinions on him. That I feel like he's already getting. I feel like he's over discussed. That's over what I feel. Like. Yes. Yeah. I, I think agree. he's over discussed, and I think that that's not fair because I think he's a hell of a quarterback. Right. I think he's really good. And I don't. I just think some people. It's it's weird. He's so polarizing. Some people think he's the best quarterback in the league, and some people think he's trash. And well, I, not, I'm like, no. <laughs> it's neither. Um, yeah. It's neither of those things. So I I think what one of these guys' point was making is that you know why how can you say a third or fourth round quarterback pick is overrated <laughs> it's like understand the value where you got him where he's coming from what he's done true so it's like how can you call that overrated when really your expectation was down here granted he's built himself up because he has performed well uh yep. but to overall say like dude's overrated it's like uh, is that necessarily fair it's probably rated yeah <laughs> it's probably rated 
Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. I yeah, I don't. I think he's great. I really do. I think he's a. Top, you are a big Dak fan. I know. That. I think he's a top ten or fifteen. You know, probably maybe top ten quarterback in the league. Ten fifteen in that range. Uh, definitely top half for sure. Oh yeah. And it's not. And, and like what he's done with Dallas, I think has been really impressive. I think he's got a shot of winning the Super Bowl with him, honestly. And he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. I think. Oh yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I think that's than, all fair. Give him the credit, you know. I don't. I don't think Brad Johnson. He's better than Trent Dilfer. I mean, if they can win quarterback, Flacco. They can win yeah, with also a great defense. Although their defense has not been looking great the past couple weeks, uh, then he can. He's way better than those guys. So yeah, yeah. I, I think he's really good. I just don't think he's like elite, elite, no. like top five. <clears throat> but I don't think people should be saying that he is either. You know, no. It's just knowing your expectations, but. Anyway, yeah. sticking in the division, what about the Giants Commanders? Kind of like an opposite, like, ugh, still wild finish, but just like kind of gross. This was a wild finish, though. Like, so I've heard a lot of analysis about the Giants came back with a much better game plan, and I think they kind of dominated that game most of the game. And so they they tried to take Terry McLaurin away, and Jahan Dotson ended up having a great game. They um, out. So Saquon was kind of back and looked really good. Um, so that was all good. The end of this game was just stupid. It was just stupid. And I know, I think what you said is true. So this is a very Patriots thing to say, which is like, you can't put it all at the end. It's what led up to that. Why'd you put yourself in that kind of situation to where you needed that to win or whatever? But this was pathetic. All right. You've seen Terry McLaurin. They're on the one yard line. They punch it in with Brian Robinson. Yep. Terry McLaurin gets flagged for being not on the line of scrimmage. They he go back to the replay. He checks with the ref. The ref tells him to move up. He moves up. He checks with the ref again. Apparently, the ref tells him he's good, and then immediately throws a flag on him. I'm just like, that's awful. That is awful. The ref should not be able to finish a game like that. And right. then Curtis Samuel gets absolutely mugged in the end zone. He is getting he's getting draped all over him in the end zone for the next play, and no pi. You know, and it's like, it's not a Hail Mary. They're on the five-yard line. They're on the five-yard line. It's like, I don't know. I Again, I, I've heard that I've heard that they say in Hail Marys, you kind of just let the play happen because there's so right. much PI. You don't yeah. want to end the game that way. Fine. That's fine. Um, and, and like a lot of games have Hail Marys. That is not a Hail Mary. That is that is just a standard just bad short yardage play that's yeah called yes and there was like a minute there was like 50 seconds left too it wasn't like the very last play of the game you know there's enough time that you could have done that and it would have necessarily meant the game was over whatever you know just awful it was just awful i feel bad for the commanders in that regard but to your point earlier like don't put yourself in that situation that was just fair that was just really hard to watch yeah at the end but once again it's just like a slugfest too just kind of grinding it out tough game and I guess these guys are evenly matched, but unfortunately for the commanders, you know, it hurts their playoff positioning really bad. And uh, Giants are looking better now, which they needed that one. So they did. That's true. And yeah. we had some discussion and credit to you and your boy Kyle, both talking about how the Giants are kind of like back against the wall. They need this win. I think they're going to come out and get it done. So that was a good uh, call. Actually, no credit to me. I unfortunately picked the commanders, but credit to Kyle. But yes, I thought, <laughs> I thought they could have. But uh, yeah. All right, so let's get into a few more injuries here. We talked about Jonathan Taylor at the beginning. That's the big one that hurts me the most. He's probably done for the season, um, at least the fantasy season. High ankle sprain. It sounds like they're going to put him on IR. It sounds like they are putting him on IR. I'm getting conflicting reports there on Yahoo. But either way, Jalen Hurts now. This was surprising. He is yeah. apparently uncertain to play against the Cowboys this week. He's got a sprained shoulder. And so they're well ahead in the division, in the NFC. Um not as concerned about if they happen to lose this game anyway, it's not going to like kill their chances or anything. So they may play it safe and they may let him sit, uh, especially considering he ran for three touchdowns this last week. So yeah. they may not want him running the ball as much, especially at the goal line. So got to keep an eye on that one. Um, we got to talk about some pivots there too. Like, what do you, what do you do if you have to pivot off of him? You know? Yeah. We'll talk I mean, about that in the waivers. Maybe they should, they should sit him, but, uh, Colt McCoy suffered a concussion as well. Um, second week in a row, a uh, Cardinals quarterback goes down. Trace McSorley, Penn State alum, <laughs> comes in and looks like hot garbage. Like okay. A, like a trash panda. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're trash city pandas. Uh, here's the thing I'll say about Trace McSorley. I got to watch him for three years at Penn State. And he he's a fun quarterback to watch because you want to know why is he goes for home runs every time. Yeah. 
He yeah, loves he's a bit behind football. the key. Yeah. So he can run it. He's mobile, which gives him also a tiny bit of excitement there. So I know we're going to talk about a little bit, you know, how it affects DeAndre Hopkins or Hollywood. To tell you the truth, I think it's still a good fit for a DeAndre Hopkins because that's the guy, you know, because think about who Trace was thrown to. First of all, he had Saquon in the backfield, so he could always dish it out to him. He's throwing it out to people like Chris Godwin. I mean, that's a great target to have. Get some balls. Alan Robinson. Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, I don't think he had Alan Robinson. That was more Hackenberg. Um, okay. He might have had Alan for one year, but I don't think so. So anyway, yeah. like if you got a home run guy, that's DeAndre Hopkins. So I don't – honestly, I don't think it's going to impact DeAndre too much. Someone like Hollywood potentially just because his always issue was accuracy because he would go for the home run balls. He was always about a 58 to maybe 60% completion percentage, and that's in college. So, yeah, I mean, their season's over anyway, so it's kind of like whatever. Let's just do it. And this is a perfect time for him just to get some garbage stats, say, hey, keep me on an NFL team. I'm fun to watch. So – I, you know what? I'm kind of excited for him. I think it could be fun to watch him and, and just get some home run balls. See, I thought he was okay when he was in Baltimore. And it, it I, I, felt okay that offense fit, I felt like that offense fit him better. I think he's going to struggle in like a in like a pro-style offense, even though it's more high-octane. Yeah. I don't think he's got it at the pro level. Um, and I think Hopkins will be okay because he's just going to get peppered with targets. I do worry about Hollywood, same as you. Mm-hmm. I was – paying attention to that that box score and the play-by-play in that game a lot because I was going against Hollywood, yeah. and they could not connect at all. Yeah. I mean, nothing. And Hollywood is – you mentioned home run threat. Like, Hollywood's a home run threat. He's your, he's your burner. A different, he's your speed yeah, he's guy. Your burner. He's your speed he's guy. Your, he's your speed guy. If you want to hit him deep, that's your guy. DeAndre's a guy that can take a ball at any point and take it down the field. But right. um, DeAndre's going to get open. If you can throw it at all accurately, DeAndre, okay. I think, will be okay. He's gonna catch. He's not. He doesn't have the same ceiling as he did with, obviously with Kyler, and probably not with Colt McCoy either. But um, it does. It does kind of suck for them. So uh, I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but DeAndre Hopkins and Bill Belichick spoke before last week, last Monday night's game, and I just watched the video. I'm like, oh my god, because he like Bill Belichick was just singing DeAndre Hopkins praises, saying like, dude, I'm so glad we don't we only have to play you every four years and stuff like that. It's like you sat out half the year, you're still gonna lead the league in receiving stuff like that. So it was like. DeAndre Hopkins to New England. Please, can we please have a dynamic receiver that we haven't had since the likes of Randy Moss? Tom Brady back? DeAndre Hopkins in? Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, my God. Bring, assemble the crew. Gronk's out of retirement. <laughs> yeah, goes, get the conch shell out. Oh, geez. Shut and up, you know, Patriots. You know man. Julian Edelman would come out of retirement as well. So he's uh, Of course he would. He's just doing uh, – He's doing commercials for what is it, Sam Adams or Truly, right? Yeah, <laughs> Truly commercials. Anyway, um, Tyler Lockett broke his finger as well, so it sounds like he's going to miss at least a game. Yes, this is going to be interesting. We'll get to the waiver column as well, but um, they can support two receivers on that offense, and sure if he's out, then Marquise Goodwin comes in and and has shown that he can be that number two. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Mike White was limited at practice yesterday. They play Thursday night football though, so. They're gonna have to make a decision pretty quickly here, and yeah. um, I don't, I don't think he's gonna play this week either. I'm not sure what all is gonna change from broken ribs last week. You know, like they're still pretty banged up. Um, Zach Wilson, Justin Herbert ribs, Justin Herbert ribs. Sorry, Zach Wilson. Listen, it was like 50 percent completion, but he threw for 300 something yards. He didn't turn the ball over. Like, so I don't know. Defense, man, just keep that in. It could have been worse. So, yeah, but, you know, like we said before, when he was struggling the most, it was against, like, the Bills, you know, and you're like, yeah. duh. Um, so, I don't know. I Robert Sala is actually kind of defending him, which is good. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, this guy's really young to be put under that intensive a microscope. Like, just relax a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Corey Davis was also limited in practice. Sala thinks he's going to play, so that kind of muddies the receiver room there a little bit more. And then Dallas Goddard is expected to return this week. Um, they they brought him back off IR last week. He did not play. But um, that's going to muddy the waters a bit, too, in Philly. Now, if Jalen doesn't play, you're already concerned. But either way, Devontae Smith has been really kind of crushing it these last three or four weeks. Say, and I think a lot of that correlates to Dallas Goddard being gone. I'm not saying he's going to go back to doing nothing. But those targets are usually going to go between those two guys. AJ is going to get his no matter what. And so I would worry about Devontae a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. Dallas was – he was doing really well for them. So, to get yeah. that – to think they've still been playing this well on offense without him, again, that's speaking to Devontae Smith. But with him coming back, that offense is even more scary. So, 
Yikes. Yep. Ciao. Yep. Run us through some notable performances this week because we had a lot. Were there any? I mean, it's not like there were any big offensive outputs, but I mean, Josh yeah. Allen kind of came through here finally after, you know, I like how we call them disappointing weeks when it's probably like low to mid 20s. Like, uh, that's a terrible Josh Allen week. But again, if you're drafting him that high, you don't want low to mid 20s. So he, he came through big time. So it was, it was good to see him kind of rebound. How about, can we talk about uh, 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins? Because I mean, when he plays at one o'clock, He's just – It was Saturday. I was a little nervous about him. It was Saturday. It was Saturday, but it's probably better than it was on a Sunday because, you know, maybe that's his day of rest because, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is kind of a thing. But anyway, he threw for 460 yards, like which is just – I mean, granted, when you're down 33 points at halftime, you know you're going to have to sling it. So he did When you got Justin Jefferson, man, anyone – I mean, I'm just like, God, he's such a freak. He's he such is. a freak. He is. Uh, oh, so good. We talked about that Jaguars-Cowboys game, and Trevor Lawrence went off again, another four touchdowns. Three to Zay Jones, who I'll just jump down to him, who had six for 109 and three touchdowns, which is just – I had him on my bench in my other league, which was okay. I still won in the playoffs. It was good, but uh, I had him on my bench. That was fun. Yeah, Jags, man, when they're clicking, watch out. And that's even with ETN just kind of having a very pedestrian day. Uh, yeah, yeah ETN, ETN ran well. He ran well and against the tough Dallas defense. I guess I mean, tough I really did. defense too. But uh, yeah, he's but been a little he quiet well. the past few weeks. Um, it but, just shows you the Jags have got options, though, man. You know, like right? you got Zay Jones, you got Christian Kirk has been a little bit quieter those last couple of weeks. He's getting his, he's getting like five for 50 kind of thing. Evan but like, Ingram just exploded. remember, he's a star on the team. Evan Ingram has been good now several weeks in a row. Like, yeah, so they got options and they have options. And Everyone's reminding everyone on the podcast. It's like the thing to do this week. Reminder, they get Calvin Ridley next year, who has been out of football for a year, uh, is probably betting on the Jags and making a lot of money right now. <laughs> so, But so he's get, coming back next year. If you get suspended for a year for betting, during that year, are you allowed to bet? I like, feel like you can. A, you're not You're not an active player. So he's like, he might be making millions and being like, I don't even want to come back. I'm done. I'm, I'm good. I'll just keep betting on you guys. It's fun. Uh, another running back who continues to blow up is Jarek McKinnon for the Chiefs. Uh, Panchero is not happy, but, you know, when you when Jarek McKinnon's running for 10, 52 yards on touchdown, and then catching eight for 70, uh, there's a reason why you're going to keep giving him the ball. So that's a fun – that's a that's a scary thing to see for this Chiefs offense when you get that kind of player. You know, that's like a – a rookie year Saquon or it's first or second year Christian McCaffrey type of numbers where you're getting those big reception yards along with the rushing. So watch out if that, if that continues. Roger Stevenson, you know, granted he had a, a garbage 30 yard run at the end, which I don't even know if it counted anymore, but he had 19 for 172 and one. So good to see him back and healthy and, and churn up those yards. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about your, your former Falcons? Tyler Algier, yeah. so Desmond Ritter comes in and looks not good. That <laughs> um, wise, really bad. And then Tyler Algier, all of a sudden, so Caleb Huntley actually got hurt early in this game. He and Algier were kind of splitting carries when Patterson was injured earlier this yep. year. Yep. Um, but Algier came in and like dominated. He ran really well. Um, Seventeen carries, one hundred and thirty-nine yards, and a touchdown. Wow, really surprising there. Obviously, they're going to run the same offense they ran with Mariota. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little bit more run heavy. Um, so Algier looks like he's kind of locked in as the guy back there. So um, he could he could be a stud down the stretch. Watch out. <laughs> Which, if you're relying, relying on our Falcons. But, oh, hey, first of all, I want to jump. I know. So that we already talked about Zay Jones. And then, I, crazily enough, the wide receivers won two, five, and six this week. So Zay Jones is over one. K.J. Osborne, which you're probably like, damn it, the Vikings, why couldn't you give it to Dalvin or Justin Jefferson? No, K.J. Osborne. And then Russell Gage, bet you forgot he was still playing in the NFL, playing for those Bucks, who still struggled. And then uh, Noah Brown. So if you'd call these four of your top six. Four of your top six. There they are. I call Zay Jones, KJ Osborne, players. Russell Gage, Noah Brown. All uh, undrafted this year. <laughs> but one injury we forgot to talk about is Damian Pierce is put on the IR. I was happy because last week I had a bye. Once again, I have a bye. And um, so he got to rest for that week. So I was thinking, perfect. He gets to rest, come back. No. Put some on the IR. I'm screwed. Against Blake. So so weirdly, and this is like, talk about the graveyard. Royce Freeman looked like the guy for Houston. I mean, he ran well. He got the majority of the work. 
he looked like the guy there, and that's I'm not I'm not trusting another Texans running back no. going forward. This team, although they've been super scrappy and took the Chiefs to overtime, which is just stunning. I mean, um, to go they're really scrappy teams. as a team. Like statistically, they're they're mostly all garbage. I mean, oh, just, yeah, not no any part of it. They're all garbage. See, literally, the only good piece that was was Damian Pierce. He was actually having a surprisingly solid season, which y'all yeah. laughed at me when I drafted him. But in your face, Aaron Mass, he was pretty good this year. In your face, <laughs> towel. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, Damian Pierce, dump of the year because IR with four games left, they in the playoffs. So I was yeah. going. All right, man. So it's been a roller coaster ride today. We've had some technical difficulties. We've been through a lot of recaps and injuries and crazy performances. Are you ready for some blind resumes? Let's do it. Yes. Okay. So these are some interesting ones. I'm gonna tell you, there are no superstars. So don't don't think that I'm like don't try and guess. That's like one Justin Jefferson and one like Garrett Wilson. Surprise. No. <laughs> no, no. Are you just going to show me like Darius Slayton and <laughs> versus Kenneth Jeff, Gainwell? Jeff Driscoll. And all right. So uh, it's the last four weeks total, not averages, anything like that. Uh, they've all played the same amount of games, unlike you, you dirtbag, who's like, ooh, this guy played three, this guy played four. All right. Who do you want? Running backs, wide receivers, or quarterbacks? Running backs. Running backs. Running back one. 37 carries, 193 yards. Four touchdowns, 10 targets, nine receptions, 85 yards, zero touchdowns. Running back two, 38 carries, 160 yards, zero rushing touchdowns, 14 targets, 12 receptions, 116 yards, two touchdowns. (laughs) Who you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you want to go with the guy who's getting the. more of the passing work. Uh, it's not a lot more, though, honestly. Not a lot more. More touchdowns passing work. but Yeah, you know, receiving touchdowns, though, for running back, to me, are super fluky. I'll take the guy who's pounding it for at the goal line. In my opinion, that's what you're getting out of running back one. Um, I would think that we've got, like, a James Conner or maybe A.J. Dillon coming off of two-touchdown night last night. Let's go! Cold-weather Dillon! I'll take running back one. <laughs> I'm going to take James Conner. All right. So running back two was Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon's running mate. So that's that was running back two. Hmm. The running back you chose, your boyfriend, it was the quad father himself, AJ Dillon. I just thought interesting little running back comparison the past four games. AJ Dillon has been getting a little more of the workload and being a little more productive. So cold weather, cold, told you. Cold, cold AJ. <laughs> All right, wide receiver or quarterback? Uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver. All right, wide receiver one. 44 targets, 31 receptions, 315 yards. Dose, Tay Days. Wide receiver two. If I can read my writing. See the 39 or 37 targets. Only two of. 22 receptions, 350 yards, and two touchdowns as well. Woof. Uh wow, catch percentage on that second guy not good, <laughs> not great, not bueno. Okay, I think I'll take yards. number one then. You're going number one. Yep. So number one is a guy who has been absent just about all year, except for this little three four game stretch. Is Keenan Allen? Keenan. Yes. So Love he's Keenan been, Allen. He has been effective in his return. Uh, you passed on one Devonte Adams. Wow, yeah, he has struggled the last few weeks for he has sure. Started. So he's getting the yards, 350 yards. Uh, but yeah, 22 receptions. Um, 39 targets, yeah. I mean, that's not a good percentage there. They're, they're having some trouble. And and that's another one. I was watching the stat lines of that Patriots-Raiders game because hard. I was going against Devontae Adams too. And I was like, oh my gosh. He started out early. The first drive, I think he was like two for 30. And I was like, oh, great, here we go. And then they shut him down. And I was like, that's that's what I was hoping for Belichick. You know, shut down your best player. Devontae Adams, shut yep. him down. Shut him down. They did. Nice. All right. So you got Keenan. All right. This is the quarterback matchup of the century. Quarterback one, 612 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. Quarterback two, 952 yards, three touchdowns, 
two interceptions. Who you got? Uh, no rushing out of either of these guys? No. <laughs> None. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Keep this in mind, is awful. I think they're like a point away from each other. I didn't give you the yeah. points because running backs, AJ was probably like eight, nine points ahead. Keenan and Devontae were a point, and these quarterbacks are a point. Yeah. These, these are awful. These um, are amazing. If this is four games, you're looking at 150 yards a game for quarterback one. Even at three games, it's 200 yards a game versus 300 plus. I mean, I'm going quarterback two here. You got to. Good, because that's your boy, Mike White. You knew you were picking all Mike. You know um, I'm getting Mike White. You passed on the undefeated quarterback himself, Mr. Irrelevant, the Cyclone, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Let's go. <laughs> so this is a three-game stretch then. It is a three-game stretch for both of them. Brock Purdy's been good. Brock Purdy's been good. I'm not gonna lie. He's been yep. he's been rock solid. And I will tell you, like, what's interesting about him to me, there have been a couple quarterbacks this has happened to, including Josh Allen, now that I think about it. They were super hyped in college. They stayed an extra year. The hype fell completely off a cliff, and then they get drafted late. And either they take off because the hype was real in the first place. Or you never hear from them again, like Jake Locker. That happened to him, too, at Washington. Yeah, Jake Completely Locker. disappeared, right? But there, there are guys like that this has happened to before. Yeah. And I remember it happening to Josh Allen. They're like, he's really inaccurate, but his arm, my God, his arm, you know? Let's just say that Josh Allen hype did not far very fall. He was still a top 15 pick. <laughs> was... Well, again, that's intangibles for him. He was such a large human. Yes, very true. But yeah, uh, Brock Purdy was like a he was like the number one quarterback in the class, and then he came back and they didn't do as well, you know, because he was on those teams with Brees Hall. Um, I don't, I don't. He might have. I think he overlapped with David Montgomery. Even did he? No way. Probably, probably for a year. Um, but anyway, so, speaking of like overlapping ages, so uh, you know the Heisman Trophy was just handed out a, a week or so ago, and uh, Stetson Bennett was a finalist, and so Stetson Bennett is i think 24 to 25 years old and yeah. so they showed setson bennett heisman finalist 25 years old lamar jackson fourth year nfl heisman winner 24 years old <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's right former heisman winner fourth year in the nfl heisman winner mvp of the nfl winner 24 years old <laughs> What have you done with your career? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there it is, man. Good job with your blind resumes. Blind resumes. You didn't do the banner. Oh, we didn't do the banner at the bottom. That's on me. That's okay. That's on me. I should have made that tackle. You blew. All right, Mac. Pick it up next time. Work on it in practice this week. I should have been able to take down Chandler Jones. Chanyon. 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 All right. Let's get through some waivers here because this is this is a pivotal week for people, including myself. And I want your opinions. I need some help here. I've listed out a bunch of names that we're going to kind of talk about. The people that I am that are on the radar, at least to target. Yeah. Um, and I do think I do think like Tyler Algier should be on the radar if he's not owned in your league. And Jarrett McKinnon would be like number one. The thing about Jarrett McKinnon is we've been looking for the last two years for Andy Reid's guy. Because every year before that, Andy Reid offenses had a monster running back. It was Brian Westbrook of the old days. Then it was LaShawn McCoy. And then he came to Kansas City, and it was Kareem Hunt. I mean, there were always guys that were absolute monsters for Andy Reid. He was always a one running back guy. Mm -hmm. And so it hasn't been that way the last two years. Clyde Edwards-Alaire got poached by Ronald Jones, and they bring in LaShawn McCoy or, I don't know, they bring in – who they bring in last year? I think well, they brought in Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, yeah. They bring in all different people, and then you've got now you've got Isaiah Pacheco, and you've got McKinnon, of course, and people still talking about maybe Ronald Jones and Ceh is still there. So like, there's there's been a committee here, but if the last two weeks have shown us what McKinnon can do, there's a chance he's going to be an absolute monster. Yes. Last two weeks, of the season. So, so he's he's number one, <laughs> no question. Get him, go for uh, it now. But when it comes to Zach Moss, Dion Jackson, I know that's that's your debate for Jonathan Taylor. I'm yep. a I'm a Dion Jackson guy, and the reason being is he can also catch a lot of the balls in the backfield. I know Zach Moss is pretty good at that as well, but Dion Jackson's shown he can already do it. He did it already this year when when Jonathan Taylor was out. Zach Moss, I just feel like he's been a disappointment just so far in his career. I know he's still only what is it second or third year in the league. 
but obviously couldn't really get it done and never really separated himself from Buffalo. Um, I don't know. I like Deion Jackson. I just like what he he just brings a couple more intangibles to me. So I, I would go with him. But So I like um, personally probably prefer Deion Jackson as well from a talent standpoint. Um, he did fumble late in the game. And in overtime, in the last drive and in overtime, it was all Zach Moss. Zach Moss got like 24 carries to Deion Jackson's 16, I think. Zach Moss, by all the records online and everything, he is going to be running back one, and Deion Jackson will be mixed in there, and especially in third downs. If I were running the Colts, I would put Deion Jackson as my number one running back. He's a better running back than Zach Moss. I don't know what they're going to do. He's right. more explosive. He's better out of the backfield catching the ball. I think he's a better player, but I just don't know what the opportunity is going to be. You know, it doesn't matter what I think either, because what are the Colts going to do? You're is Jeff Saturday more concerned about trusting the guy who can carry it, or is he more concerned about the better player? I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's for you to decide. You're the one. To I know. Pick him up. I know. And I'm hesitant to give my hand away too, because I'm still in the playoffs in this thing, and freaking some people listen to this podcast and are still in the playoffs, and they will snake me all day. <laughs> You know who you are if you're listening, Ricky. <laughs> um, I might just you know I have the number one waiver priority, and I'm still in a battle for a championship myself. So I might. <laughs> it's true. I will murder you so hard if you take one of my players. <laughs> I'm gonna take both of them just to have them both. Murder you so hard. Um, okay. There's some good receiving options here too. Um, so we talked about John Dotson. He's available in our league. I had him, <laughs> and I talked about starting him in last week's episode and then ended up not. And I should have. Um, so John Dotson out there. I don't know if we trust this going forward. If it's just like a, he's done this a few times a season, he looked really good, but they kind of took Terry away. So I don't know right. if you can trust that or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know he's, he was hurt a lot this season, but I, when I was looking up his game logs, I was, he only had 250 yards coming into that game. And which was very geez. surprising. He had five touchdowns. Granted, he had a three touchdown day earlier in the season. So that's that was my hesitation with him is that he's very touchdown dependent and he'll have either a boom or a bust game. So clearly this was one of his boom ones. But again, they also had that game plan to take Terry out. So it'll kind of be interesting next week. Yeah, I don't know. But he's definitely if he's on your waiver wire, definitely worth a take. So let me give you the rest of the names on here and I want to hear you rank them too. So we've got Russell Gage who had the big game in Tampa. He was filling in for Julio, who was out. So as long as Julio's out, I think he's semi-viable. You got Marquise Goodwin in Seattle, who's filling in for Tyler Lockett now. Yep. And we know Lockett's going to miss at least one game. And then we've got Romeo Dobbs came back last night for the Packers and got five targets and caught four balls, 50 yards, something like that, or maybe caught all five of his targets. I think he did, five for 56, something like that. And Christian Watson came back down to earth a little bit. It was more it like... He did like five for 50 on six targets. So no more three touchdowns, five touchdown games, whatever. So Dobbs is kind of back in the mix and it seems like they've got a nice one, two now going with those two guys. I don't know what Lazard is doing. Not you got those two rookies, right? <laughs> so you've got Dotson, Russell Gage, good one, Marquise Goodwin, Seattle, and you got Romeo Dobbs in green Bay. How do you rank them? I would probably go Goodwin, Dotson, Gage, Dobbs. So Dobbs too crowded. Yep, and still too. The Packers just offense is just too gross. Um, I just don't trust that one. As we talked about, I mean, Geno can support two wide receivers, and if he's going to step right in for Tyler Lockett, I mean, he and DK have been a great one-two punch, so he could just step right in. Uh, Dotson, as I said, is very boomer bust, but if they're going to focus on Terry, which why wouldn't you right now, especially in this crunch time of the of the season? John Dotson proves he can have those boom games, so hopefully you get that. And then Gage, you know, it's always Tampa, it's Tom, and Fulio's out. It could be – they're going to be throwing it clearly because uh, they're going to be playing a little bit from behind. So, God, Tom throws like 50, 50 passes a game now. It's wild Yeah, how many times he's throwing it. That old elbow of his is just freaking rubber man, just going. All that avocado ice cream. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, okay, so let's shift gears to quarterbacks then. Let's say you have Jalen Hurts. You're nervous about what's going to happen. I saw in our league, Ricky picked up Aaron Rodgers um, before Monday Night Football, so he can have him for next week. That's yep. a pretty good move. Um, I got some other names I think are at least worth considering. Brock Purdy, we talked about him earlier. You passed Brock on Purdy's him. Brock Purdy's been rock solid, man. You passed on him. Just I saying. did pass on him. 
Now, if Mike White's available and we knew he's going to play, I'd take Mike White. Brock Party has been really solid. He's been like 20 points. You know, in our league, is a six point per touchdown. Like about 20 points, you know, right there, rock solid, 200 yards and a touchdown or two, yep. usually two. Um, I think that's pretty solid for you. If if you you could do worse, I'd say that. Uh, <laughs> people talking about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is just man. It's like a big week and then like an eight point week. It's I'm I, I'm just not on board with that. No, I don't know that I want that in a, in a semifinal playoff game. Right, you don't want to be resting your hopes on Daniel Jones. Granted, you don't want to rest your hopes on a Brock Purdy or Zach Wilson either, but. I don't, but Zach Wilson to me and Brock Purdy, um, I feel better about them. I feel like their opportunity to throw the ball is going to be there. At least Purdy's got a ton of weapons. Yeah. Um, they've got a great offensive scheme. That's, and that's the thing. I think as you just hit it with Brock Purdy, he's got weapons. He's got security blankets that he can do that to. Daniel Jones, you never know just because who the hell is he going to throw it to? And if it's going to be a big Saquon day, that's the thing with him. You'll, you'll just never know. Same thing with Zach Wilson. Granted, he has some of the more weapons with the Garrett Wilson types and Elijah Moores, but he's just too erratic for me. So, honestly, of those three, I would go Brock. <laughs> so, I've just looked up Zach Wilson real quick, and it looks like Mike White has officially been ruled out for Thursday Night Football. So, it will be Zach Wilson again. He's playing against Jacksonville. This is a good matchup. And so, I don't hate that as a streaming pick for this week. He got – listen, I played him in our, in our Run Your Pool Fantasy League because I had Mike White, and we talked offline, and I said – let me sub out Mike White. He's injured. You were gracious. And you said, okay. And I said, I'll just take Zach Wilson. We'll just plug it in there. And I think that's the fairest thing for me to do. And he was totally fine. He got 24 points in our Yahoo league here, you know, um, totally fine. I think it'd be fine against Jacksonville as well. So if you want to play him Thursday night football is usually a snooze fest, but it's the Jags baby. You know, it's going to be electric. It's going to be electric. I got a question for you. So in my neighborhood league, I'm in, semifinals right now and uh my quarterbacks are tom brady and i also have geno smith and trevor lawrence i got all of them so i'm thinking brady and lawrence lawrence still has uh his chumbawamba hurt a little bit but he's going up against the jets yeah, I go brady. should i go brady or trevor who's brady got i already forgot uh, i think my answer is trevor no matter what but i'm just curious who does brady have brady's got arizona that's they right. could actually win that game. <laughs> <laughs> they could actually win it. So you well, say listen, Trevor. Brady has been, has been fine for fantasy. He's been like a, in our league, at least like a 20 to 22 point guy. He's been solid. Trevor's not going to, I don't think he's going to blow one for you either though. Even against the Jets, I don't think he's going to have such a dud. It's just, he's got the ceiling for sure. He's just, he's on freaking fire, man. So you go Trevor over Brady. I'm going Trevor over Brady. Okay. Good to know. I'll- yep. All right. But you know me, man. I'm all in on this kid. You are all in. You are all in. So speaking of one Trevor Lawrence, maybe we should do our do it update. Do uh, it. Great transition do there. Do it. So Trevor went off again, had a 35-point game. So he was great. Uh, Jerry Goff had a solid game, but uh, you know could not keep up with Trevor. So Trevor has increased his league. I don't have the totals for you as – as I mentioned, we've been having some technical difficulties, but Trevor increased his um, his uh, his overall lead on the season. So good on Trevor. Uh, Dalvin had a big game for me. You know, it's granted it's for you as well, but he had a big game for me too. He had 24 points, and you know, Tony Pollard was a little bit quieter, so Dalvin was able, yep. Dal was able to chip in 10 points there. So his his discrepancy is about. 12 points right now so that's gonna shape up to be a good one in the last three weeks of the season and then brandon Ayuk and dk metcalf were pretty quiet so nothing really changed there but dk already had the big lead uh just yeah. kind of going into dk that. got 12 and a half Ayuk had four i mean yeah dk's lead is separating even further it is separating just but that was to be expected that was the one we weren't as solid on especially once jimmy with g went down so uh but you know trevor's starting to distance himself a little bit but anything can happen still in these final three weeks but it's been a fun one to watch all season. Both of these guys have yep. kind of surpassed expectations by far, yeah. uh, which has been great. So that's cool. Um, how how up are you on Jared? Now, we've talked about this offline a little bit. So I guess first question, do you think Jared Goff is the quarterback next year for the Lions? Do you think you know, he's a franchise guy? And I've been having this conversation with a lot of Lions fans here. Like, is he the guy? And, man – the, the question is is all over the map, or the answers are all over the map, just because, you know, the Lions are obviously going to have a top five pick next year. So are you, you going to 
use that. Which pick. they acquire from the Rams, not Which because they they're garbage. They got the that Rams. from the Rams. Right, because yeah. the Lions are 7-7 seven and seven in the playoff hunt. Take a bit right now. So they will have a top five pick from the Rams. And do you waste it on a quarterback? Not waste, but do you use it on a quarterback? Man, I don't know. Um, this was his kind of make or break year just so you could do something. So I, it's kind of like, a, honestly, weirdly enough, like a Daniel Jones situation where the Giants didn't know what to do. They're going to pay Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And so they were just happy just putting Daniel Jones out there and say, hey, you know what? Just go out there, do whatever. And then if he does nothing, great. We can move on from him. We don't have to pay for him. But if you kind of do something, it's like, crap. Does this mean we're really going to invest in Daniel Jones? Same kind of deal with Jared Goff. They were just like, you know what? We're going to put the weapons out there. Show us you can do something. And if you can, great. Awesome. First half of the season, it's like, well, Jared Goff, not our guy. We can officially say this experiment is over. Move on. Cost way too much money. But what they've been doing lately, man, and how they've been winning, I think you got to keep them. I mean, you – their offense has been rolling. Uh, he's still not that old. You could restructure his deal. I mean, I think you got to keep him. You got to you got to get a better tool for defense or offensive line. Even though our offensive line is good, uh, I I don't think you use it on a quarterback. I think you got to keep Jared Goff. I think T.J. Hawkinson was shit talking Goff, and that's why they got rid of him. And they're like, "What if we remove Hawkinson from this equation? Would you yeah. Would you be better if we don't have T.J. Hawkinson?" <laughs> um, I I am with you. I think you got to keep him, man. I really do. The Lions are seven and seven. Like let's say let's say that again. The well, Lions are seven and seven. <laughs> okay? And also, real quick, talking about like quarterbacks, it's such a crapshoot in drafting quarterbacks. So look at your oh my God. Justin Fields here. Five quarterbacks go in the first round. Two of them have shown they've been good, and that's being Trevor Lawrence. And I'll even give Justin Fields a good for right now. Uh, but then Zach Wilson's been a miss. Trey Lance still a question mark. Mac Jones is a question mark. I mean, you have a much greater chance of missing on a quarterback than hitting. So if you already have a top 15 quarterback, which Jared Goff is, you don't give that up. You hold on to that, especially if he's having success. All you need is a top 25 quarterback. There are only 32 <laughs> teams, right? Like if, if he's a – if he should be a starter, then he can be your starter, you know? Yeah. And so I think that, I think that's where they're at. Like, that's I think you're fine there. I really do. He can get something out of the weapons that you have given him, and you've given him some good ones. But if Jameson Williams gets healthy, the healthier he gets, I mean, next year he and Amon Ra together could be – With a DJ Shark being your third wide receiver, yes. that is a yeah. great play. So, yep. And if you get a one-two punch in DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, keep them healthy throughout the year – those are great pieces to have. The offensive line has been shored up. Sinai P. Well has been awesome. I mean, they have good pieces on the old line. So maybe look at defense. Get a, an edge rusher. Anyway. Sinai P. Well? Sinai. So good. What did I say? Did I Sinai P. Well. <laughs> I think it was Pinai Sewell. <laughs> uh, I remember Why do you reverse the P and the S? Am I dyslexic? Because I've been saying the Trash City Pandas. <laughs> yeah. Pinai Sewell. Sinai yeah. P. Well. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, no, I, I am with you. I think he is. So then I think um, where's the ceiling for him? Like going forward, you know, um, next year, what are you, what are you saying about him? You know, what are you thinking about him? Um, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's got the potential. He's got some weapons around him now. He's been to a Super Bowl, man. It's, you can't be too crappy if you make it to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, that Super Bowl pedigree is exactly what the Lions need. Exactly. Rex Grossman has also been in a Super Bowl. <laughs> All-time great, Chicago Bear. All-time uh, great. All right, talking about quarterbacks, let's talk about our do a bet of the week from last week where we did the wheel of names to see which NFL division we would be drafting quarterbacks from. We luckily got the NFC South. I got, or you got the first pick. And you, who was your first pick? Just let's remind you. I went with Andy Dalton, who yeah. ended up being the second highest scoring quarterback of this bunch. I missed on that one a little bit. Brady Andy surprised Dalton. me and had a decent game. Uh, so not I that had, much, but listen, these were all terrible. They these were, were all terrible. Okay. So I had I had Brady and Darnold, and you had Dalton and Ritter. So Dalton got to 18.1. Ritter got to 7.7. And Brady got 23.6. Darnold got 15. I get the 38 to 25 win. Let's go. Russian there it is. Crushed again. Woof. That was bad. That was interesting. <laughs> that was not ready yet. <laughs> no, he is not. Man. All right. So we had a lot going on today. We had issues. We had stories. We got new swag. I mean, just a great, great showing. I'm excited. You're still alive in the playoffs. I get to finally get off my bye and go to the uh, 
by consolation semifinal. But then my neighbor in the semis is exciting. So anyway, Thursday, we'll do all the previews, get ready for our matchups. So until next time, keep on folding. Fold it. Fold it.